right? Just driving. All Thursday podcast, guys. Episode 58. It's going down. 58. Made it. Almost getting close to 60. I was going to say... Uh, can't argue that. 58 is definitely getting yeah, close to 60. I, I, I was, I was going to be like... That's gospel uh, ball right there. I don't <laughs> fucking know yeah. anyone who wore 58. We we were going to look one up, but you know, we decided not to lie to you. I, I can't be that guy, man. Nope. I, you know, I feel I'm, I've just reached the point in the in the numbers game that it's going to be what it's going to be. I'm okay with that. Yep. I think I'm okay with that. Um, Where do you feel like starting today, man? Um, I don't have anything... I feel like my topics are... I don't know if we can deep dive on anything. I'm I'm nervous. I'm gonna be nervous. Yeah, I, I'm sure we'll find something. I got something in here that we can probably deep dive on. But other than that, there, I feel like it's a bunch of. Oh, I feel like there's a lot of information coming out. Yeah, but it's all nothing's happening. So, so well, it's also surface level because, you know, like now we're starting to see bigger outbreaks. So right. things are getting pushed back again, right. and things that were starting into production are now not in production. Yeah. And yeah, you know, so. I think anything that you anything that we hear is still only a, a grain of salt, you know, because right. companies are making deals and making plans, but right. until you can put something on fucking film, right. does any of it matter? The one thing that stood out to me that seemed more real than most of the other stuff was Michael Keaton coming back uh, as Batman. Ah. Uh, Which I'm not sure when we called that out, but we called that out a while uh-huh, back. A while uh-huh. back we made that prediction. Well shit, our first episode. But yeah, was about Michael, not about Michael Keaton, but yeah, because uh, I picked Val Kilmer, motherfucker. You did, which apparently they're totally ignoring the Val Kilmer, um, George Clooney, Batman. Well, and I think you have to. You know, they if, just well, don't if you're, fit. If, you, if right. you're bringing back Keaton, then yep. you're you yep. know you're hitching your wagon there. And see, I thought it was almost a done deal because almost everybody was reporting on it. Yeah. that it was happening. But then I also read today that if for some ever reason they don't get Keaton. And I don't know that this could this would even happen. They want bail, huh? I don't think he would do that. I just don't see him doing that. I don't know, man. He is going to be the villain in the new Thor movie. That's true. So and this this version of Batman, be it Keaton or Bale, whoever they put in there, apparently they want to do like a Nick Fury type role. Like he's almost sure he pops in and out of different movies going forward. Not the main character by well, any means, I mean, but it's it's the. Batman Beyond complex, right? You know, it's right. you know he becomes the he becomes the oracle yeah. of that universe because yeah. they don't seem to have one. I but, did read uh, he'll be wearing the Kingdom Come suit, okay, which is you know the exoskeleton yeah. looking thing. Uh, so, which will make sense in the continuity. It'd be thirty years since he'd be doing his thing. So, I am just kind of beyond intrigued by what they're doing. Like, I love that there's the, like okay, they're moving forward with. Flashpoint, and I think that's by far the most interesting story they have the ability to tell. But they're still not sure if Ezra Miller is actually going to be able to be the Flash. Right, right. And then they keep glossing over that when they talk about this stuff now. Right, they really don't mention that part of the crap anymore. And there's still like the fact that I think the coolest thing happening at Warner Brothers is the fucking Robert Pattinson Batman movie. Right, that's not going to align with any like. It feels to me... But they also said the same thing about the Joker. Like, and now they're almost going to try to, I feel like... Retcon it in. Con it in somehow. But that's... Like, to me, it feels so... It's such a stupid version of selective memory. That, like... I I feel like they were smart enough they realized... We are better off not doing a connected universe. Let's do these properties in a bunch of ways. And if they can organically cross over, sure. You know, right. like... 
Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn in three different fucking movies. Right. But, like, the new Suicide Squad's not really a sequel to the old Suicide Squad, and Birds right. of Prey was not really Birds of Prey. But, like, it's all there. Yep. And that's and that's fine. That works. And, you know, Wonder Woman is doing really well in what she is, and I say keep going with the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman yep. stuff. Agreed. But you're not moving forward with the Justice League. So, why? just feels to me like, why do we even bother? I just think because of the situation everybody's in, everything is just so much up in the air that everybody's minds are like, oh, well, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. But when people get back to work, I feel like a lot of this shit is just going to fall by the wayside because you're going to focus on one thing or another and the others right. won't get done. Well, and like, how long have they been talking about making a Flash movie with Ezra Miller? Like six fucking years? Right, right, <laughs> like, right. right. What, what I I am I am very much in a I'll believe it when I see it absolutely kind of kind of standpoint with any of the with any of that flash yep shit. Um, like especially and it's, it blows my mind because when they cast him you know six years ago Ezra Miller was a good get um, and the Grant Gustin Flash was like the biggest DC show on TV. Like, that right. was the time to make the fucking Flash movie. Right, agreed. Why are you making an Aquaman movie right now? No shit. Make a fucking Flash movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Like, it's stupid. Shazam. <laughs> Which, by the way, I love. I'm not making fun yeah, of man. Shazam. Shazam was entertaining as well. I, I watched that uh, again the other night, um, and it made me wish it came out when I was like 15 or something. Yeah. Because it's like, fuck, I that would have been perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not that I loved it right now, but it made me feel much yeah. younger, and I wish it would have came out when I was a young kid. Yeah, that was a, that was a cool movie, man. Yeah, they did I, a good I job. Have fun with that. Um, related sure. to, but once again, hearsay and rumor. Rumor is they have Keaton. He's signed on. Uh huh. They're now going after Michelle Pfeiffer. Really? Yep. Like I said, I don't Ooh. don't know to the extent she would be involved. They want no talk of Devito, but they're talking to Pfeiffer. I'd have to think that they'll be like. <laughs> You know, Selena Kyle is married to Bruce Wayne. Sure. In that in but that I, universe, right, right. And she and she's a walk on. Yeah, I mean, if you know, and who it could just be likeness rights, and you never know what they're right. talking to. I mean, maybe she's a picture on a wall. You don't even know yeah. what the hell's going on. So, um, but in these movies, that probably pays pretty good. Fuck yeah! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I wish there was more talk about uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne. In some yeah. of this, I you know that kind of I haven't heard that, much about lately. But I've heard that a, a little bit. That's been a little bit, but not ever since um, <sighs> Batfleck kind of ended. The whole Thomas Wayne stuff kind of fell yeah. by the wayside too. I think. Which, by the way, have you seen? It's not. I didn't. I didn't check Twitter today, but the last couple days, Batfleck has been like a top twenty. People are trying to get him back well, into it. Was, no, people want to see like the Batman movie that he wrote right. and was going to direct. Right. And the, the people are like treating it like the Snyder cut, as if yeah. any of it exists. It's like, right, right. It's no, there. man. There's like right. a draft of a script. Right. There is not a fucking movie to see here. Like, I, I there's think, not I think a it, film. It just goes back to like I said. People have nothing else to do right now, so they're like, <laughs> right. You start remembering things wrong. Like ten years ago or five years ago, when they first said he's going to be Batman, people were like, what? Fuck off. This is yeah. ridiculous. And now you're like, oh, he's the best ever. We should. Well, so it's like, and then they forget. All the movies he was in were bad, right? Which is not his fault. No, I'm no. I'm a Ben Affleck. I think apologist. he was. I think he was very good Batman and Bruce Wayne. I, I agree. Do. Yeah, but it, it's not like we have all these fond memories right. of like, oh, 
I can also love uh, Christopher Reeve as Superman and tell you Superman 4 shits the bed. Right. It's, it's not anything against Christopher Reeve. It's mostly against the sun. I forget who the enemy right. was in that one. I don't even know. It's a, that was a weird the one. The fucking sun. That was the one where... Was Lex Luthor even in that one? Dude, I, I have not seen but then, uh, any... I did not of the Christopher the one, Reeves yeah. Superman movies. I only saw one and two. Yeah, that's the one. I did not with, watch um, three or four. But he has his. Well, wasn't three the Richard Pryor one? Three was Richard Pryor with all the computer stuff. Or Richard Pryor. Yeah, I didn't of see course, that. Played one. a computer hacker. Um, yeah, in four, Gene Hackman I believe was in it, but he didn't have the same sidekick guy. It was like his cousin Lenny, who was uh, <laughs> I swear to God his name's Lenny. Um, Charlie Sheen's brother on Two and a Half Men. What the fuck's uh John Cryer? John, yes, John Cryer. <laughs> it was his eight, still in his eighties looking. Um, oh no! Uh, what the hell was that? Uh, what was his character? Ducky. Oh, Ducky. He looked just like Ducky as like ten years later. Trying to be menacing, but he was the bad guy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's just. I, I don't know I'm how not, we I'm got gonna, to that, but sorry. I'm yeah. not gonna revisit that movie. Yes, there's no reason to. Well, it's not even revisit. I'm not gonna visit that movie. I've no. never fucking seen it. I have no desire to change that. As far as the Reeve Superman goes, you can stop at two and be satisfied. Which is what I've done. Yes. And I think even those movies choice. are... Yeah. I think those movies are good for what they are. Yep. I think they're perfect for their time. But those aren't particularly good movies They either. are not. No. <laughs> they are not. Nope. Somehow, we, we have been through a hundred plus years of Superman and have yet to really make a good feature length film. But this crosses over perfectly to my next little topic. Related to all this multiverse stuff they're doing with Batman and the Flash pulling uh-huh. all that stuff. You know who they're talking to to play a ultimate Superman? Nick Cage. Oh, the fuck out of here. Right? Take my fucking money. I mean, even if it's 30 seconds, I'm in. I'm in. Even if it's just a joke, right? I'm in. Right. Yeah. What a... Please be wearing a black suit. Please be wearing a yeah, black suit. Yeah, I don't know. They've said nothing about plot because they don't even know if it would happen, but oh. they want him to... I, it's Nick Cage. He'll do anything. I agree, right? I mean, if they're going to sign him on to do, like, nine more national... Uh, national treasure. treasures... He'll throw a Superman suit on, right? I mean, come on. I mean, the guy the guy loves the source material. He's got to. Yeah. He'll do anything. I'm, I just... I, I, I read that in the very reliable place where i've read uh actually i read the original uh keaton stuff a while back so i i you know okay i feel good about it i feel good about it um so and keep with i have a few i have a few dc things let's just keep down the dc please yeah um doom patrol i got that marked here yeah Yeah. so i think season two started today well here's the thing as we've been talking about it uh i'm scrolling through the gram as the kids would say sure the other day, and see an ad um, that HBO Max, since they got the rights in a um, in an advertising move, they put the first three episodes of season one up for free on YouTube. Oh, okay. So I watched them the other night. And? Now I'm fucked. It's madness, right? But it's such great madness. It's, it's so much fun. It is. And now I'm just like... Yeah. Well, how do I get the re- like? I'm gonna end up buying them on well, good, fucking Amazon. I was gonna say, good thing is you know somebody with a passcode for HBO Max. So <laughs> we'll, I'm sure we can figure something out. Yeah, I'm just like, I gotta finish watching that series. It's now. so good. And I, but I think I can buy it. I think I can buy individual episodes <laughs> on Amazon. 
which I would rather spend twenty dollars on that season than fifteen dollars for a month of HBO Max. <laughs> on principle, you know, HBO Max just recently got all the South Parks too. I'm I I'm pumped. Uh-huh. Having said that. They took out like five of the most controversial ones. I'm like, what's the point of having a pay subscription thing? I get not putting Muhammad on there and certain things like that, uh-huh. but come on. Well, we have a lot of shows are pulling controversial stuff episodes. like that. Yeah, yeah. Which I get. I understand. Which I think I, is I understand. I think is the right move for almost all of them. Yeah. Uh, so some, for some reason, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, animation feels different to me. I don't. Well. So, like, I always think, for one, I am not in any sort of marginalized community. Right. So, it doesn't, like, the fact that it doesn't, the, the fact that I don't feel attacked by those things I, doesn't make them okay. Sure, yeah. Um, the one that is um, interesting to me that I'm like... Feels like it, like a knee jerk move. Was Netflix today pulled off um, an episode of Community, the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons episode? Okay, which is hands down my favorite episode of that series. Yeah. Um, and in that movie or in that episode, Ken Jung is cosplayed as a dark elf. Okay. And they pulled that down for blackface. Okay. But. I haven't it's seen it, not, so honestly, but, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like when he walks in, the Donald Glover, Troy, the, the character, makes a joke about like, whoa, man, like, right, and and then it gives you all the context of like, right. no, he's cosplaying as his character, right, right. and it's like it's a funny bit of dialogue, um, but I think losing the context of that kind of feels like, well, well it's not, right. but again, does it really fucking matter? To me, right. like, in, right. like in my, no. uh, do, I, I am, I am not the person to say like, we're going too far, taking right. away right. a twenty-two minute episode of a sitcom that was forgotten ten years ago right. on a streaming service. Like Absolutely. That, at the end of the day, like, yeah, I'm. That, that's right. that's a. It's not very, what I'm hanging my hat on. Right. Right. Well, yeah. that's also the, that's a very minor thing that means a lot to a lot of other people. Absolutely. And like, yeah, that's a win. Take it I away can, then. Absolutely. That's totally fine. Yep. Good train, um, thank you. Yeah, yeah, but that's still the one that I'm like, huh? Well, I, and that's... I guess, I guess what comes to mind, especially with like South Park, everything about South Park is so offensive to begin with. Yeah, that how do you pick what the most offensive sure. thing is? You know, I, I guess that's where it, become, it becomes a weird endorsement Absolutely. of some other things. That, right, right. That, that's my point. Right, you it's really... okay to make fun of this or whatever, but if you do it this way, we can't we can't do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's. Now, it it almost that, feels like being like... I'm not arguing that they should put them on this thing. I, sure. I don't know who makes that choice and what makes them the authority to what's make the, that what's choice. What's the criteria right. here? Right. I still... I don't know. That's that, that's intriguing. Um, you know, it's it's a pay service, so if I don't like it, I don't have... You know, I can stop paying all that kind of good stuff, but at the same time, it's a pay service. And that used to be the point of cable, was to choose what you thought you liked or find... You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, uh-huh. I, it's. I just feel like it's a weird choice to pull certain things and not pull other things. I just don't know how you pick. Yeah. My point. I guess that's odd. But anyways. But Doom Patrol. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, well, there's really nothing else of it's fucking great. It's great. I'm, yeah. 
Yep. Deeply enjoying I, I finished what up the, I've seen so far. I finished up the first season a couple days back. Um, so I'm gonna start, I'll probably start watching tomorrow, tonight or tomorrow. Um, well, I think they I'm said pumped. they're doing... Um, well, this is the same thing that The Boys is doing. Also, they just announced um, how HBO Max is going to do this season of Doom Patrol is they're going to drop, well, I guess today, they'll drop the first three episodes of season two, mm-hmm. and then the remainder of the season will be an episode a week. Oh, okay, perfect. And that's... Well, I like it. I like um, it. And that's how Amazon is shifting The Boys for season two. Like, season one oh, of The Boys, okay. yeah, they dropped it all like you can binge. Right. But they're... I, I don't know if it... Personally, I way prefer the week between. I think that's fucking great. I think giving you the first um, couple up front just gets you hooked quicker. Yeah. And then you feel more invested. You're like, well, now I'm going to watch. Sure. As opposed to, here's the first one. I didn't like it. I'm not going to check out number two. Right. Now you're going to boom. I'll watch one, two, three, and you just feel yeah. in there. Well, I just feel like I tend to enjoy things more when I don't binge them. I agree. Yeah, I binge it way better. I don't have the... Yeah. Uh, I don't have the personal restraint... To not binge shows when they're all there, sure, yeah. Um, so I like I like them I like them disciplining for me. Um, but the other part of it is like in a world in which you in can't, a world in a world. That's a, one day when we actually have like a producer or something. Every time you say that, I want this the guy to hit the button go with that guy in the background <laughs> in a world. I just love that for some reason. I apologize. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think um, you say it a lot, but I, I hear it like every third episode. I hear it. I probably like, do in a world. I just um, but when like nothing new is being produced and ready to release, you know, if I'm Amazon, think okay, I can now, I can now stretch this golden goose out for two months and right. at least have one new thing per week for two months, opposed right. to putting you know. Five new things. Yeah, put yeah. my nut out and yep. then saying like, "All right, you don't get shit for right weeks." Right. But I I like that model. I'm excited for the next season of the boys, and I'm excited to try to figure out how I'm going to watch the shit out of the rest of Doom Patrol. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm excited to get back into that. I really enjoyed the way. Uh, did you get too much Alec Tunic yet? How much has he been in it? In the first. Uh, so Alan Tunic is. You get. Like, you know, he introduces the series and right. in episode. I mean, he's, one, he narrates pretty much everything here. Yeah. And there, so but. episode one, he does a bunch of narrating, and episode one ends. Spoilers. <laughs> well, episode one ends with like them on the bus, and Alan Tudyk. Okay. Shows up. Yeah. Okay. And then episode two, is when like they go into the donkey into the other dimension. Right. right. And he is you know real heavily involved in that. Um, episode three didn't really have any Mr. Nobody, though. Okay. Because at some point, there's also, like, a Mr. Nobody origin a little bit in there, too. Not full episode, yeah, but... Yeah, episode know. three... Was that part of it? Episode three is when they go to Paraguay. Okay, okay. So, like, you get... You hear about him, but you don't get any of him. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, and yeah. Alan Tudyk is just a treasure that I want everything that he I I really... Does. That whole entire season, a couple times I'm like, oh, this is a little bit of a lull. But when I look back on it, it was needed. It was an important part of the story. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Everything flowed it together. pieces together. <laughs> very nicely in the end. It's one of those shows where, I wouldn't say it plays with time, but it, it jumps back and forth to you know present day or whatever and sometimes uh-huh. nothingness. Um, so you don't always know exactly 
mm-hmm. when when or whatever something's taking place, which I yeah. kind of dig okay. until the end. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. and it all starts kind of fit together a little more. So. Okay. Anyways, um, also in that show, I don't know if you're like me in this way that like every time I watch something, I can't not research the cast. Yeah, like I'm just that person. Yeah, um, and then in a show like that. Well, like, obviously, I know Timothy Dalton. I know Alan Tudyk. I right. know Brendan Fraser. Right. Um, I know Diana, whose last name I'm forgetting all of a sudden. A blob lady, um, I can think of. No, no. Uh, uh, the one who plays Crazy Jane. Oh, oh I didn't know her. She was, uh, she was in Orange is the New Black. I, yeah, I never really watched that. Um, yeah. I was really good in that. So that's what I recognized her from. But then uh, the guy who plays Negative Man was like, oh, you know, go down this rabbit hole. From Webster Groves. No kidding. Yeah, he's one of ours. Well, damn it. Yeah. How um, about that? I forget. I I forgot his name, so he obviously didn't carry a ton of weight with me. But he is he is a Webster Groves product. Now you gotta check it out, if which you're is listening. nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's cool. The the last bit that I had, it well in thinking about DC, not it for forever, I guess. The <laughs> last words I'll ever speak. <laughs> Um, in a world. So, um, I am, so I'm a graphic design teacher. I, I do a lot of freelance design. Design is something that I am, I, I, I'm involved in that community. And I, and I, I think design is one of the most interesting things in the world. Uh, the other day, Milton Glaser, at 91 years old, one of the finest designers of the world, um, you 100% recognize his, you know, he did the I Heart New York Right. Um, he did that real famous Bob Dylan poster with the crazy hair. Um, so he died at 91. The reason I bring him up on this show, not only because I want to celebrate fucking killer design work and a, a personal design hero, um, but he also made something that we all recognize, the DC Comics logo. I don't think I knew that. The old one, the the bullet one, the one that was yeah. the circle with the four stars and the DC and that college font. Sure. Offset. Yeah. That is that is Milton Glazer. Oh, that's sweet. So on top of being a wonderful designer in many in many facets, he also he lent his talents to uh, the comic community. The, the comic community. That's awesome. To DC. So yeah, next time you see that that DC bullet logo, that's our man's Milton Glazer. Uh, or next time you see know, anything that says he, I heart something. Right, exactly. You know, he made it to 91. He had a good run. Sure. That's um, not a bad way. Every time, Back to the Future, little commercials on here. i got to watch this uh, behind the closed doors thing. Yeah. It's, it looks pretty decent. Oh, speaking of which, um, uh, what was the um, Kevin Smith, uh, the, movies, the short movies you were showing me last week? Oh, the uh, celeb shorts. Yeah, but or, yeah, the son in law one or whatever. Yeah. You see, there's a new one. I haven't seen uh-huh. it yet, but I haven't watched it yet. I watched but, it. Okay. Is it good? Is it worth going yeah. through? I just, I yeah, was flipping cute. through earlier and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's on there. I got to watch it, but I didn't watch it yet. What, what was it called again? Uh, son in Lockdown. Okay. Okay. It's pretty damn funny. Um, speaking of other Kevin Smith shit, I saw he. Uh, so, of course, he started another podcast. That's really. Uh, it's his daughter's podcast, and it's about their kind of vegan lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, yeah, I want to listen to this. It's. it's uh, vegan eating is something that I'm very interested in. Like, aside from being a Kevin Smith fan, I also am very interested in that uh, train of thought. Mm-hmm. That, that that's a that's a way that I could possibly live my life at some point. You know, if I could suck it up and stop eating fried chicken. Yeah. Um, 
But if nothing else, it's something that I'm interested in. I like learning about it. I like hearing about it. Um, so it was funny. They they just did one episode. I was like, oh, I'll listen to this when I go for a run. And <laughs> when I was listening to it, it's funny seeing Kevin Smith dominate a conversation as he's want to. Yeah. Um, but then hearing his daughter be like, shut up. Like, my turn. Right. And I don't know that he's ever had a co-host that actually does that very well. That genuinely is just like, hey, old man, stop. Right. That's funny. And right. hearing his daughter do it is fucking adorable to me. Yeah. It's like, ah! No. It's different when you're doing it with a buddy as opposed to a family or something. Or, you yeah. Know, it's like telling you to yeah. shut up. You're like, wait a minute. What the fuck? That's funny. I'm going to check that one out. What's it called? Uh, vegan Abattoir. All right. All right. I think their whole thing is their... I don't know if I could ever go vegan. I just don't know. I think I could go vegetarian, but I don't think I could just do vegan. I think it'd be as easy for me to go vegan as it would be to go vegetarian, because yeah. I'm not really a dairy guy. Anyway. I mean, I'm not either, but just the idea of getting rid of like, meats and cheese. Yes, I, I've never been a big cheese I'm not, fan. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I have I too don't. much, I'm fucked up, so I don't want to well, eat Even, one, like, flavor-wise, I don't love oh, cheese. Okay. Like I said, I love Provel, yeah. and people are always like, Provel's not really cheese. And I'm like... Probably why I fucking like it so much. It doesn't taste like other cheese. We never have like real pizza again. I could. I'm saying I. I would miss. Sure. I would miss cheese on pizza. Yeah. Um, but I. I. I feel like for me the hard. The harder thing is fried chicken. Like I could give up dairy way quicker than I could give up fried chicken. I could give up dairy. With real minimal impact in my life. Yeah. I could give up red meat. Without much of an impact in my life, we don't eat. I could if I could eat a lot of seafood. Yeah, but I, if I'm not be able to eat my seafood either. Sis, at, at my house, we're really pretty much chicken and fish yeah. eaters yeah. for the most part. Yeah. You know, like we have um, on Monday, the Gibsons and Fox and his girlfriend come over for burgers every week, but I always do the Beyond Burger um, because. Kelly's vegetarian, and right. the Beyond Burger only comes in a two-pack. Right. And I like the Beyond Burger, so I'm like, well, I'm buying it. Sure. You know, if, if there's going to be two there, I'm going to not spend more money on beef, and I'll just eat the other Beyond Burger. <clears throat> um, so, like, I could walk away. I like a good steak, but I'm not that person that's like, oh, steak, you know? Sure. Like, yeah. if if I go somewhere, then I'm like, of course, if I'm at Tucker's, I'm going to get a fat Filet. steak, right. and I'm going to enjoy it. Totally. But it's still, even the best steak I've ever had has never been like, wow, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. That's fair. You know, like, yeah. it's, it's just not as, I'm a fried chicken guy, man. That's understandable. I'm a fucking fried chicken guy. Yeah. Um, but either way, yeah, that, that podcast got me, got me laughing. I'll check it out. Check it out. Um, I feel like I've plugged a lot of podcasts in the last, like, two months. Just a couple, I think. Just a couple. Hey, what people are listening to. Oh, uh, before I forget, we were talking about some streaming stuff. Did you see uh, Cobra Kai is coming to Netflix. Are they? Yeah. So they're gonna bring. Are they gonna Are they gonna bring the full catalog the, over? Yeah. Just season start the one, new season. season one. Season one and two available available I think later this month, and then season three is supposed to be out a month or two after that. Well, didn't did YouTube just? I don't even stop know if there is a YouTube, YouTube premium Red? or Red or whatever. Yeah, I don't even know what's going on with that. Yeah, I would think. That, well, I think they. I feel like that was something what? that was just set up for someone else to buy us. Like, hey, buy us because we got a couple of titles that sound cool. Right. Well, and really, when they switch to YouTube TV, like, that's the that's, move. That's the like, issue. Right, yeah. Why, why produce your own thing when you are, like, if you're YouTube and you're, uh, like, launching YouTube TV, I feel like they pretty much just won cable. Right. You know, it's like... Yeah. 
oh, let everyone else do their petty streaming wars, but we're going to do this 40 bucks a month, so we get a bunch, but it's still undercutting cable by 50%. Right. Like, I'm... I personally will be YouTube TV right. as soon as uh, baseball and hockey start. Did uh, yeah, yeah, because right. it was I. I was planning on switching to YouTube TV um, in like March. Um, so I called. We had Charter at the time, and so I called them up and I was like, "Hey, I want to you know cancel my cable." And they're like, "Well, you're already paid through the 31st, but we can't post." We, we can't, like, post-date your connection, you know? Like, okay. once you cancel, you're canceled then. So right. they're like, you're better off calling us in two weeks and canceling, and then you'll at least get what you've paid for. Right. So like, oh, all right. Yeah. And in that, and I was like, cool, as soon as I cancel that, I'll get YouTube TV so I can watch games. Which, and I, then not to get off on a tangent, but you're a technology company who can't right. put my computer to close it in two weeks, but go ahead. So right, yeah. exactly. Poor shit, okay. Um, well, they're hoping I'll forget Absolutely. so that they can get another month right. out of me. Right, Um but then I was like, perfect, I'll I'll switch here. But then the fucking world ended. Right. And I was like, and I the only reason I have cable is to watch sports. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just cancel Charter as is, and I'm just not going to sign up for YouTube TV until sports are happening again. Um, which I was hoping was like, all right, I'll, sa- I'll save bills for a month. Fucking six months later. Here we, yeah, right. You know. No but shit. either way, no it's shit. like, oh, it's going to save me <clears throat> a nice chunk of change. Did, you didn't really watch much. Karate Kid than growing up. It was too early for you, I'm guessing, right? I watched Karate Kid. Both, I, like, the first couple? First two, one, two? The first one. You never saw the second one then, really? Where you uh-huh. went to uh, Okinawa? Nope. I have the first one on DVD. <clears throat> I watched it a ton as a kid. Cause, um, did you watch any of the Cobra Kai episodes? Nope. Because, um, you know, they still have the mm-hmm. Daniel Johnny I heard about it, it seemed, and it seems cool, and now that it's coming to Netflix, I'm oh. excited to binge it and watch it. Do you know how season two ended? Uh-uh. I'm not going to tell you the plot, but it, phone's ringing. You pan over, look at the phone. Allie's calling. Oh. She's coming back. So they got Elizabeth Shue in there. Okay. Um, and apparently, they, so they have Elizabeth Shue. They got fucking uh, Johnny's there. Got some Ralph Macchio. And then what, what the hell was the uh, John Kreese? Was that his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 the bad, the Cobra Kai leader. He's mm-hmm. back. And he kind of took over his old thing. Okay. So it's looking like Daniel and Johnny will be friends, but they're going to Okinawa. So this season three kind of like takes place as Karate Kid 2's background drop. Well, <laughs> you know I mean? So Karate Kid 1 had been in the background for like season one and two kind of, you know, yeah. still using the same places and that kind of shit. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they, they go to the tournament. All that, It's all very familiar. Yeah. So I think they're trying to keep the same tone, familiarity, maybe even bring back the bad guy from Karate Kid 2. Um, who I you would recognize him? He was in a bunch of random '80s movies as kind of a token Asian bad guy. You know, yeah. probably was from California. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but he's supposed to be back in this movie too. So, uh, or this TV show. So I'm very excited for Cobra Kai. I it's it's one of, it's it's a reboot and a remake of it's right. Well, it. it, it it speaks right to me. You know, exactly. It's perfect for my generation. Right. Um, and I don't expect anybody You are else. the target audience. Absolutely not. I mean, I have... It's uh, the same thing with Bill and Ted. I have my Karate Kid DVD in there signed by Ralph Macchio. It says, to Brandon and Noah, wax on. Oh. I mean, come on. What else, do you, what else do you need? What else do you need? So, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. That's all, all that matters. Uh, 
speaking of, see now I'm, I'm jumping all over the place no, we're but, jumping all um, time. things that I say too much on the show <laughs> um, I mentioned a little bit ago my, my cousin Alex started uh, an MLB podcast so I've, I've been texting with him a bunch like when I listen yeah. to the new episodes and then he was like Oh no! I'm working from home, listening to more podcasts. He's like, I'm, I'm excited to dive into yours. I was like, right on. Yeah. Um, uh oh. So he texted me yesterday, and he was like, you know, he said a real complimentary shit about the show, which is very kind. And then he was like, but I think I'm on like episode ten, and at no there at every episode, at least once, if not three times, you talk about me and my brothers. <laughs> I was like. Was it really that much in the beginning? And he was like, yeah. he was like, yeah, it was. And he was like, and what I think you should do is make a, a next round of Halter State comic shirts on the front. Just say, I'm John's cousin. Right. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. I was like, that's fucking great. That's I was not like, a bad right, idea. I, I don't think I've said much about my cousins recently. So it seemed like, uh, <laughs> now seemed like a great time. <laughs> it was, it made me laugh when he said it. I was well, like, oh shit. Funny. I guess that was, they, they were my intro to nerddom, man. But a very important part of this podcast history. Yeah, I mean, it, it just made them, me laugh. We don't have in a world. <laughs> in a world, not for nothing. That's right. Yeah, not for nothing, and bro. Right. That's what I noted. Yeah, I, I, I think I've cut back on that because it's more. I still say it in my head. Yeah. Like, like I'll get ready to say something, and instead of going not for nothing, I'll just. Hey, you know what? Like, I'll pause for a moment. <laughs> so, let, let, I'll say your, my head. Your awareness Boom, totally. is coming through. Yep, yep. Or it was like, instead of just saying bro, I'll just, because when I say bro, it's a podcast, I kind of shake my head when I say it, right? Now I'll, <laughs> yeah. just, now I'll just do the head shake and then say it, you know, I'll just, yeah. in my head and bro, but right. got to get it out. You're filling in the gaps. Yep, yep. But, so. but the listeners don't have to hear it's probably the, the first step towards insanity, but this is how it works. I, I think I'm far past the first step. <laughs> What, you know, I whatever road towards right. lunacy. And this is somewhat off I'm topic, well but you know, I heard this little saying the other day, which I thought was fantastic because we both talked about depression and all kinds of struggles uh-huh. like that. Um, this little saying I thought was fantastic because we also we Catholic guilt runs right. rampant through us deeply, um, and we both I think fancy ourselves a tad bit creative. I would like to think so. Worry is a misuse of your imagination. Uh, I actually have that on a magnet on my refrigerator. Well, then we're taking a break. That my Aunt Barbara... What a perfect way to take a break. Yeah, my Aunt Barbara gave me for Christmas. I, the first time I heard it was the other day. My, cousin, my cousin's mom. Well, shit. Aunt Barbara. That? Look at how it's all full circle. circle and on that note, Simba. we're taking a break. <laughs> and we're back. All right. We're back from the break. That was that was nice. It was lovely. Um, um, one thing please, I, uh, I started talking about... Uh, when we were on break a minute ago, because you know we were we were getting a, a fresh drink, we were we were getting refreshed, um, and had that oh, empty uh, Night's Watch bottle. Yes, on your bar over there, from, yep. you know, from a while ago, and it got me thinking. So last weekend, Libby and I went to Springfield, um, the motherland. Yes, and in Springfield, the, there's the Brown Derby International Wine Center, which is like my favorite liquor store of all time, and in there, I both. Could and couldn't believe that they still had bottles of Night's Watch and the Johnny Walker White Walker um, <coughs> heavily marked down. Like both 
selling in the mid to high 20s for bottles that were 50 bucks. Yeah. And I just think... If not more, like, before the last... Well, that's what I'm saying. Show came out, yeah. How much do you think that cross-promotion just backfired for them? Because the thing is, as shitty as that last season was, the whiskey's still good. Right, right. You know? It's just like no one wants the commemorative bottle anymore. Right. And that was how they were getting... Do you think the, uh, the Johnny Walker sales reps hate Game of Thrones last season more than most? Yes, I'd have to think so. Because <laughs> it costs them so much money. Right. Well, so, I, and, so many return bottles. <laughs> but it's like the bottle of White Walker looks slick, man. It's a real sharp look. But it's just like, no one's going to put that bottle on their shelf anymore. Right. No one wants to advertise yep. Game of Thrones. I'll now they'll just though, drink the whiskey and recycle the it's, bottle it's, like normal. Yeah, it's definitely well worth 25 bucks just for the whiskey. It's Fuck like, yeah. I, we oh, enjoyed I, it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, that night's watch was yep. was tasty. Yep. I, I almost bought it when I was in Springfield. Instead, I bought a bottle of whiskey that I'm actually kind of disappointed in. No? Yeah. Um, so when I'm... I don't the, know what that was. I know. Yeah, right. What the fuck was that question? Was... Um, so the International Wine Center is where I... My, my label buying tendencies really come out for me. Yeah. You know, like... And yeah, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a big fan of design. Right. I'm yep. a bi- and uh, show me a pretty picture, and right, you've yeah. got my money. Right. So like when I was living in Springfield in college, it was like we go to the wine center, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna go. I don't fucking drink wine. I don't give a shit about wine. But I know my budget tonight is eleven fifty, and I'm gonna find the coolest looking bottle that's eleven fifty because yep. they have a thousand things of wine. Sure. And then same thing with beers, like. They have the make-your-own six-packs, right? but it's a ton of different beer. Beer design is at the... That is where the primo of good designers are working yeah. right now. So it's like, when I go to the wine center, I immediately revert back to that place where it's like, oh, it doesn't matter what I like. I just... I'm going to get something that looks cool. I mean, I, I've officially reached a place where I won't buy something I don't like because it looks cool. Yeah. But eh, it doesn't need to be something I love. So either way, I was standing by the whiskeys... And I'm a big Jameson drinker. Jameson is my, uh, that's my drink of choice. Mm-hmm. A little Jameson on the rocks. And in the whiskey section, they had an Irish whiskey. So, like, all right, this is catching my attention. This is typically, you know, Irish whiskey is what I drink. Um, it's called Hellcat Maggie. Um, okay. But the label is real cool looking. Like I was going to say, you can do a lot with that name, I think. Right. With a cool label, so it's, yeah. a real, it's a real sharp looking bottle. And it was on sale. It was like 22 bucks for the bottle. And I was like, okay, that's about the, that's about what I usually spend on a bottle of whiskey, and this is cool looking. I'll try it. Kind of disappointed with that's it. That's a bummer. It's not gross. That's a bummer. But it's not nearly as good as it should be for for looking as cool as it looks. That's too bad. I hate. I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't buy things like that for that, but you know, I got like my Pokey Lafarge uh, Four Hands Brewery specialty. Yeah. I never opened them. I just mm-hmm. wanted the name, things like that, but. Uh, yeah, I guess I do that here and there. Yeah, I, I, the, I didn't buy the Game of Thrones ones. That was that was a gift, but uh, you know, if it's twenty five bucks, I'd probably look into it right now. Right, for sure. I'm a label sure. buyer. Yeah, yeah, I do that a lot. I, I am, I'm, I'm not too proud to admit it, but yeah, I'm not embarrassed to admit it though either. Though I just like good design, <laughs> and that's and that's all part of it for me. Speaking of buying, um, the auction last week for a certain guitarist from Nirvana. You see what this went for? His, Which guitar? His guitar from the Unplugged. 
Oh. Yeah. Highest ever at an auction. So, we're I, talking... I don't an, know what second we guitar. Was. was it like a Martin, probably? Was it an I, I honestly didn't even guitar. look up what the fuck... It wouldn't surprise me if it was a POS, really. I don't know. By the time they did Unplugged... They had money, but yes. They had money, and more importantly... White Stripes MTV, always had money. He plays his piece of shit. Right, but MTV had money. And M- when MTV's putting something on, you know those it's weren't true. like their it's instruments. That was probably possibly. like possibly. MTV being like, well, this is also a commercial on our fucking... Eh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. So, the Kurt Cobain unplugged guitar at auction. Yep. I'm going to say... $950,000. Just shy of a million. Yeah. You're not even close. $6.5 million. What the fuck? $6.5 million? Yep. The dude, they, they didn't release who bought it. It's anonymous. The dude plans to take it on tour to like charge people to see it and then resell it again at an auction 10 years down the road or whatever. Oh. Madness, right? I love Nirvana. I love... I, I Obviously, I, that was... That was my John Lennon. Wow. That was my Beatles. That was what I grew up. They were telling me this was the next greatest thing. And I loved the Unplugged album. I got it in there. Let's do it on a vinyl. Wow. That's just insane money, though. I don't I don't know if there was a bidding war and it, but or what. Or he just came in there and said, fuck it, I'm winning this. But It hurts my heart when I see exorbitant amounts of money going for things like that. Yeah. Just because I think, think like... What what could be done with that six million dollars? Yeah. That, I should have made a matter of things so we much could, no right, shit, right? Like, yeah. yeah. If you told me right now, John, I'm giving you six point seven million dollars, yeah. what are the things you would do with it? You know the things purchasing I would do with a, it? Purchasing yeah. a piece of memorabilia right, that I'm not gonna play. For anything right. would be the farthest thing from that list. Right. Right. And yeah. I'm a collector, Same and I still wouldn't be like right. memorabilia. <clears throat> wow. It, I mean, it has to be somebody with just ridiculous money, obviously. Sure. But that also is a Cobain fan. Exactly. That's the that's the weird crossover to me. Right. It's like, who is that rich, but also loves Nirvana? Is it Dave Grohl? <laughs> I'm just, I don't know anybody else. <laughs> It's Dave Grohl, and he's going to play it on the next Foo Fighters record? Right. Yes, yes. That, I'd be here for, I'd be down for. I'd be down for that. I'd be down for that. This, uh, I, I got nothing else on that. I, that was just one of those little oh random things God. I saw that shocked me. Wow. Um, that is so much money. Having said that, this shocked me more. Um, I've never swayed either way with Mr. Sylvester Stallone. Okay. I enjoy Rocky movies. Sure. Um, I enjoyed over the top the arm wrestling. Like, right. I I, I appreciate. Uh, um, I almost said Django, Tango and Cash. But Judge Dredd. I, but having said that, Django and Cash, I'd watch the fuck out of that one too. <laughs> um, why did they never make a Tango and Cash? T- Anyways, all the movies he's ever done, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, mm-hmm. you know, the classics. And of course, we've seen no- numerous Rocky movies and numerous Rambo movies. And then the Expendables come what, in. What? That he hasn't made a sequel to, do you want a sequel to see? What, what, what are you looking for? There's, there's nothing, right? You don't want any... Demolition Man. Well, good, because that's what they're doing. What? Yeah. Yeah, they're doing Demolition Man too. 
I yeah. just yeah. I, in that moment, I literally just listed the only Sylvester Stallone movie that we hadn't listed the previous yes, thirty seconds. Pretty much, that yep. was the only one that was on my mind that we hadn't mentioned. Yep. Which is why it came out of my mouth. Um, in a like a Reddit Q and A, uh, someone asked the other day um, why they never did a Demolition Man two, and he said, "Funny you say that. We just finished a script. It's supposed to go into <coughs> production later this year." Unbelievable. They didn't say anything about Wesley Snipes. He didn't really give much about the plot, other than uh, they pretty much pieced together that somehow he's going to be refrozen and then thawed out again in the future. So basically, the same plot, you know, the wow. man out of time kind of thing. Um, I mean, I don't know how Wesley Snipes could be in it. He kind of shattered himself there at the end. Is Wesley Snipes retired? I don't I, know. I haven't seen him in anything since, like, Blade Trinity. What was he in since then? He was in, since Blade. Well, he was in prison for a while, right? For, like, tax issues? I, think I don't so. fucking know. I think... I'm not sure if he went to prison, but I know he's in court a lot for a while because he was didn't pay taxes for, like, 20 years on all those movies. Wow. So he had lots of problems. Yeah. I just think, like, Blade and New Jack City. Yeah. The, yeah. The rest of Wesley Snipes' career Well, at one point, he was in talks to be, the, be in Blade because they're reprising Blade. Right. And they were talking to him about... With Masala. Yeah, I don't know if he was in talks to be Blade again. They're going younger. I don't know, but I know they were talking to him about being involved yeah. in it. Um, Mahershala I, Ali's going to fucking kill that. I hope so, man. Yeah. It, I think that badass. That is fucking dynamite casting. Yep. yep. Although he was already cottonmouth in the MCU and that feels but I also feel like uh, the MCU has gotten so big that like what big name actors have you not used yet that's so I think, like when I think about uh, trying to do like fan casting of like Fantastic Four or the X-Men like who's left that we know like who's left that has star power you mean like question. De Niro <laughs> I don't know what you put him in as De Niro's the new Wolverine. <laughs> I was thinking of a, a, a kingpin type, or not kingpin himself, but he could almost be a Lex Luthor. I could see him as an older Lex Luthor somehow. No? Gene Hackman did it. you telling me uh, fucking De Niro can't do it? Uh, Speaking of which, I'm flipping around the I turned the TV on the other night, got home late. The end of Hoosiers comes on. Okay. Which... I only watched, the honestly, the last seven minutes, and I still started tearing up. a little bit God damn. Because it, it came in right at the very beginning of the last game when they're still in the locker room, they're in the huddle, uh-huh. and it's the whole, you know, I'm going to win this for the small school, win it for coach, yeah. and come to there. They, I love you guys. Mm. Gets you? Gets, start getting me. I have never watched Hoosiers. Oh, you're missing out. I believe that. You're really, you really are. It's, it's, one of, so like, a, it's timeless. I, and I, I believe that. Yeah. And you know what it comes down to for me, honestly? It's, I just don't like basketball. Wouldn't matter. Right. And wouldn't I'm, matter. I'm sure it wouldn't. You know what else you would love about it? I don't like football, but I watch Remember the Titans. You would love you know? the music. Yeah? It would stick with you like the Star Trek type thing. Because it's all, I think it's John Williams. Um, it's it's beautiful. Okay. It's it's beautiful music. I, I would listen to the Hoosier soundtrack. listen to that score? The Hoosier score? Yep. Yep. I have so many like old, not old, but like 60s and 50s soundtracks. Mm-hmm. I think they're great, man. Dude. So, I'm glad you brought up score. This is something that I wanted to bring up last time we were on and forgot. You know, I, I talked to you about the um, Disney Mandalorian behind the scenes yes, thing they yes. did. And how every episode is a different theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second to last episode that came out was about the music. music. And holy shit, is it awesome. 
What do, sp- spend twenty two minutes tonight and watch that? All right, I I beg of you. You will think that's fucking like it is cool. But, I really want to look up now who uh, did the music for Hoosiers because I uh, I know you who you, scored you'd love it. Hoosiers. Yes. Um. But yeah, not well. So I'm trying to think of who what was that the the I Terry say, Goldsmith. I think I corrected. I say kid, um, but he's not a kid. But he, the young guy that did the score for the Mandalorian, um, who was on that, uh, he's a Scandinavian guy. He's done a number of things. That uh, Ludwig Göransson, of course, classic Ludwig Göransson, classic Ludwig. Um, no, you would, you would recognize what he's done. He's done a number of things. Um, I think he's becoming like the new, the new kind of go-to guy. Okay. And this. The big the, scores? Yeah, like yeah. the new generation of that. I mean, yeah, he's 35. Oh, wow. That's so he's very young, young for but that he, kind of stuff, yeah. Uh, he's a big collaborator with Childish Gambino. Oh, okay, cool. So it's not like he broke in. I say he's young, but I have no idea how old John Williams was when he did Star Star Wars and stuff. Exactly. I mean, like, 35, I think, is probably... Let's see, like, he did... Uh, oh, so he worked with uh, Ryan Coogler. So he's done the Creed movies. Oh, okay. Um, he did Black Panther. Um, he did... Oh, he did Tenet. Oh, That's okay. coming out. Nice. Um, he made music with Timberlake for the second Trolls movie. And then he did the Mandalorian. So like, dude's so it's a couple dude, good credits in there. Yeah, like he's really done some. And well, fuck, he won an Academy Award for best original score. Oh shit! For which fuck in two thousand nine? What what movie? What for what? Ah, for Black Panther. Yeah, he won an Academy Award for fucking Black Panther for doing that score. That was no, that wasn't two thousand nine already. Or twenty nineteen. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, fuck. I'm like... <laughs> It, it just 2019 just feels like wow, 10 years no ago. no shit, right? Because, I mean, this, because 2020 has been a decade long. No shit. Big old dumpster fire. Oof. Yeah. 2019, not Speaking 200. Of, uh... But yeah, like that, the episode of um, Disney Gallery Watch about yeah, him I, I, is I, fucking rad. Like, I, the whole series out. is worth watching. Yeah. But I mean, like, the episodes don't build off each other because right. they're all just an individual element. So you can watch that 22 minutes and have no context, just having watched the show. And as a music guy, you'll fucking love it. It's it's very, very cool. And like I said, it's not long. Yeah. You know. um, having said that, as a music guy, what the fuck happened with this Will Ferrell Eurovision thing? You you walked in, I was yeah. I well, had it going. I tried to get I got through an hour twenty, so you saw I gave it a good fair shake. The fact that it's longer than an hour twenty. Right. It's and when you paused it at an hour 20 and I saw there was 40 still minutes 43 left. Yeah. minutes left, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? It was a lot. Uh, I, I did not enjoy it. Uh, yeah? I, yeah. So, and I love Will Ferrell. I fucking love Will Ferrell. I really do. Yeah, that's where you and I differ. Um, some of his earliest shit on SNL is some of the funniest stuff. I think he was brilliant on oh, SNL. So, such I think he's one stuff. of the best sketch comedians. And maybe that's like I wrote and down like what happened. Is it just he stopped being his own creative force for the most part and just started doing other people's material? I don't think it's that. I think so. Where I think Will Ferrell excels is being 
the unaware idiot. Okay. And the problem is that the unaware idiot, to me, now this is my opinion, the unaware idiot is an awesome piece to an ensemble, is but is not who can carry a story for me. So when Will Ferrell went from being like part of a cast old school to being right, oh, dude old right. school is the perfect example right he is fucking hilarious in that movie. perfect right but then like you watch anchorman which i like anchorman to some i, I, I think I, love anchorman. I think it's yeah. pretty yeah. wildly overrated personally yeah. Yeah. but i i love anchorman because paul rudd and david keckner sure. are super funny in right it. but i think i think ron burgundy's the worst character in the in that whole fucking movie. So you're not going to tell me you've been listening to the Ron Burgundy podcast? No. Oh, okay. Which is a real um, thing, by the way. God. But that's but I think that's the problem, is that people were like, let's make Will Ferrell, let's make this a Will Ferrell vehicle, opposed to letting Will Ferrell just be part of a great thing. Sure. You know? I know what you mean. And, but having said that, Stranger Than Fiction. It was really good. And he's still kind of that same, not as goofy... Yeah, but he's still kind of that well, you know, oblivious idiot in a way. Right, but he's a relatable human being. Like that's okay. just a better written. It is movie, uh, and that's, that's yeah. and that's a completely different style of film. Like I think Will Ferrell is exceptionally talented, but I think the things that he chooses to lead in more often than not, you know, and sometimes is it works. Elf works. Sure. Um, Anchorman works. Right, but. I would again argue that Anchorman more right. works. Anchorman because... two does not work. Right. Yes. But I would say, but really, I think Anchorman works because Paul Rudd and David Koechner and Steve. Because Carell. it's part of the ensemble. It's more a bigger. Like, yeah. Part all of the four of them yeah. are perfect. Christina Applegate. All five of them are right. really wonderful, playing in that playground. Uh, Talladega Nights. I still enjoy the hell. Out I of. think it's yeah. it works because you're getting John C. Riley. Okay. Starting to break in, and okay. jo- and at the, at that time, John C. Riley was a relatively unknown commodity. Yeah, um, his shtick got old pretty quick as well. To be honest, I still enjoy me some, because but I, I think enjoy I enjoy him in some things. I think he's, I think way uh, more talented than most people give him credit for. Oh, he's definitely way more talented. But as far as like his stuff with Will Ferrell. Outside of well, like yeah. Talladega Nights yeah. and Step Brothers, well, and after it's just not uh, very very funny. What was the most recent piece of shit? The uh, fucking Holmes Sherlock. And Watson. Yeah. After that, I don't see them doing anything new together. I hope. And not. that was also the end of Will Ferrell and Adam McKay's relationship. Really? They are no longer writing companions. Is and that the end of their like like Did they have a falling out, or was yeah, it just that they're like, ah, we they, shouldn't be I writing? They yeah, they just agreed to kind of go their own ways. I don't think they hate each other. Okay. I think they both agreed it's not working anymore. Well, I think Adam McKay, Adam McKay changed the game when he totally I like agree. right for himself. Like he was always he was doing the silly slap sticky stuff, right? And then he did what was it the other guys, the yep. the Will Ferrell, yep. Mark, Mark. Um, Marky Mark, yep, one, yep, that was silly, right? But it was starting to get a little more. I don't want to say political, but uh, and it, it just. Uh, it was saying something more than just being silly. Yeah. And then he went from that to the big short. Right. Which was then again, which was like, right. oh, this guy's funny 
and really fucking smart. And then he did the Dick Cheney movie. Yeah. And so it's like, if I'm Adam McKay, I'm like, ah, I'm fucking award nominated. Probably, like, yeah, I'm, right? I'm making more, int- I've outgrown this. Before I forget, just to wrap up what we were talking about earlier, probably my favorite part of the other guys is Michael Keaton. <laughs> I forgot Michael Keaton all, was the... All the, 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 the uh, um, TLC references and yeah. stuff. That's, Don't go chasing waterfalls. Yeah, yeah. Just remember, you got creep. <laughs> creep. <laughs> no one says creep, creep, unless you reference a TLC. Uh, <laughs> but as I look at Will Ferrell, like I said, I love Will Ferrell. But as I look at his movies, you know, like kind of like you said, the ones where he's not the star of are the ones where you're like, oh, he's fucking great in that. Oh, right. he's great Dude, in that. Ladies man? Right. Oh, my God. He's right. so funny in that movie. Um, Zoolander. I think he's fucking awesome. Br- awesome you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what else is in here? Um, yeah. Old school, he's... He is the funniest part of that movie. Ah, Vince Vaughn's pretty Austin awesome Powers in that movie. He's, I think he's very funny in Austin That's Powers. That's right, he is That's like in Austin one of his Powers. first, uh, I think, movie roles is Austin Powers. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot he showed... Yeah. I haven't watched any of the Austin Powers movies in so long, and it's weird, because, like, I am of the Austin Powers generation, and I thought those movies were hysterical when they came out, and I did, like, there's no reason that I don't watch them anymore. Right. I feel like I just haven't seen one in so long. Um... The Ladies Man, I think he was great in Ladies right. Man, I mean, which is a shit movie, but he was pretty funny. Yeah, um, and of course he was great in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> I don't know how that was. I, our first I was reference. bummed that yeah. Marshall Will and Holly I didn't believe show it didn't up. Show. I know in the I know um, in the sequel in the I reboot. Was, I was really I thought he'd pop up in there somehow. Him or John Stewart somehow yeah. on TV or something. But what are you gonna do? You can't. Will Ferrell's a tough get. You can't. You think? Probably. Probably for scale. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I would say the same thing with John Stewart. For different reasons. Yeah. I think Will Ferrell, for scale, is impossible to get. And I think John Stewart just doesn't really what did I do just anything. John Stewart doesn't act. I was like, he just directed something that's coming out. Um, there's some comedy coming out that I just saw he directed. Uh, really? Shoot. I can't remember now who's in it. We need to look that up before we're done. Yeah. Um, before we get out of here, I wanted to make sure we talked. Uh, today is Mel Brooks' 94th birthday. <laughs> Pretty impressive. Still pretty kicking. impressive. Um, and something that came out of when I was looking, um, of course I know most of his big movies. Uh-huh. But of course he has lots of shit, as people do when you've been in movies since the fucking, what, 40s? Yeah. 50s? Forever. Um, of course we love, I love Robin Hood, Men in Tights, you know, Blazing Saddles. Do you know they're coming out with, he's coming out with a new animated movie soon? No. Um, Blazing Samurai? What? Yep. It's pretty much, they say they don't have a, a plot yet, inspired by Blazing Saddles. So take the, with it what you will. Okay. Some of the stars of this um, Michael Sarah. Okay. Sam Jackson. Ricky Gervais. Uh, and the great Randy Orton. <laughs> Fuck you. Local wrestling prodigy. <laughs> the great Randy Orton. Fucking A right. Um, I. I don't know what to take of that. I think this is honestly... When I heard that, I'm like, oh, he saw... Um, what's the Seth Rogen thing? When he's uh, a fucking hot sausage dog. Sausage party. party. I feel like that's the inspiration behind trying to do a Blazing Saddles now. Because everybody's always like, oh, you couldn't do it today. Yeah. I think this is a way of saying, I bet I can. Right. I'm not saying this is supposed to be as racy and whatever as sure. far as racial stuff. But you don't call it Blazing Samurai... And have Mel Brooks doing it. Uh-huh. 
And Sam they're, Jackson's they're in there, so there's going to be a couple in bombs just because Sam Jackson's talking. Yeah. So I feel like it's – and the, the picture that they show is uh, just look like an, uh, the ass of Garfield, basically, like an animated cat, but he's got, like, the samurai thing going up his ass. So Okay. There you go. So Mel Brooks, 94. Wow. <laughs> 94 years old. Yeah. Um, Do you have a fave? When you think Mel Brooks, what do you think first? Blazing Saddles. No Spaceballs? No. I, I, I like Spaceballs. I, I, but like, I think it, for me it would have been Spaceballs when I was young until I discovered Blazing Saddles. And to me it's not even to say that Blazing Saddles is the best thing he's ever done. That's just the one that's the there. Go-to. Like yeah, that, like yeah. that's yeah. that's the one that I immediately acknowledge and recognize. Sure. It's I would say of all of his movies, that's the one that's like deepest in the cultural zeitgeist. Like that movie as far as significance of I don't know. Film. I, I think it'd be a tough because I really think that Blazing Saddles really only speaks to I don't want to say people who like think like they're on the in crowd, but it's I think it's more of an underground movie than you think. I really do. I don't know, man. I think uh I think Spaceballs would win out as far as overall appeal because I just think more people saw it when they were younger as kids. Yeah. And then if you didn't know, you know, you wouldn't really put those two together thinking Mel Brooks did sure. this, those two movies. Sure. The same guy did those two movies. Unless you were... Because most people aren't as big as nerds and know all this bullshit that we do. I don't know, man. I think Blazing Saddles is there. Maybe. 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 I don't, I, I, I don't know. I think Rick Moranis gives it more of a crossover appeal for a larger audience. Rick Moranis is just a goddamn treasure. Yeah. Yeah. I just love him. He should be on money. Oh man. I would I would save all the dollars with Rick Moranis. Yeah, face I, I'm on always that. thinking of ways to like promote the podcast and somehow if we just got like hashtag Rick Moranis on the twenty, I bet we would get a lot more followers. Moranis bucks. Yeah, yeah. Moranis money. There's something out there. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I'll work on that. Yeah. I'll I'll bet you ten Moranis bucks. It's be- <laughs> right. And I can break them with the shrink ray. I, I got nothing. Yeah. Yeah, something in there. Um, uh, you got anything else? I do. Please. The the lovely and talented Margot Robbie... Yes. ...has been tapped by the House of Mouse. Easy. What? She's been she's been selected. Okay, yeah. Uh, just, that just sounded like some weird Mickey Mouse... replace Johnny Depp. I saw that. It's the a new spinoff, Pirates. right? Yeah, it's like, I think it's a spinoff. I I don't know. I don't know why they would continue to sequelize. I think after number right. three, I think four and five. I didn't see number four. Oh, I thought or five. there were like six at this point, weren't there? I don't even. Know. I think the sixth one is the one they're making. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I didn't see any of them after three. I I saw pieces of. I don't. I couldn't tell you what I've seen. I really I cool. only know that for, like I I legitimately did not know four and five existed until yesterday. I'm hanging out at Fox's house, and we're you know we're scanning Disney Plus or whatever, right? And he put on as dudes number do four. when they're hanging out drinking. That's how we do. You know, we go to his yeah. house. Look for Disney. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's got he's got Bush on on tap there. Well, you so know. you know, we sit in his living room. The mouse is tapping Margot Robbie. I'd bring it up too. So. <laughs> Legitimately, <laughs> I went over to his house in the afternoon yesterday, and we just sat in his living room and drank Bush out of the kegerator and watched. Uh, first, we watched Captain Marvel, then Civil War, then the beginning of. 
Pirates 4, and then I went home. Wow, yeah, I'd that's, go home right other than two. Yeah. That's, what, uh, that's what it means to be me. If you want a little yeah. insight into my life, I sit at my friend's house all day watching movies we've seen a million times um, and drinking bush. But I think what you can take from that is when you want someone to leave, put on Pirates of the Caribbean Part 4. Absolutely. And it's almost like playing Semi-Sonic Closing Time. Just right. get it, the it, fuck out. All right, yeah. we've... Yep. We've we've gone we've been through it all. Right. We've seen it all. But I think I think that's a fucking dynamite move, man. Like, because in my head I think about it's hard to imagine anyone but Johnny Depp leading those movies. Sure. Because he just embodied Jack Sparrow so well. But then after watching Margot Robbie be Harley Quinn, I'm like, oh yeah, that fucking translates, like. Her, you know, if she takes a lot of the same attitude and same mannerisms, you know, minus all the fucks. Yeah. Um, Which I is... think she could kill as a, the fucking swashbuckler leading the show. I, I'm going to watch her do anything. I mean. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm saying it's, it's made me interested enough that I'll see the next Pirates of the Caribbean. Which is not an... I say that as someone that, like... Which, I genuinely fucking love the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. And the second and third, I think, are fine to pretty good. You know, like, neither one is my favorite movie. I don't love either of them. Right. But I think they both did their job. I think they're both still very watchable. Yeah. They're both, like, if I'm skipping channels and one's on, I'll sit on it for a minute. Um, whereas the first one, I think is a, I think the first Pirates of the Caribbean is a fucking masterpiece. I think it's, I think it is the greatest thing Jerry Bruckheimer has ever done, which is, you know, that's not saying much. I'm trying to think. I, I, I feel like I knew more of Jerry Bruckheimer stuff. I, well, he also did. Uh, but I also National feel pretty treasure. I say feel pretty confident knowing that's not his best stuff. Ah, uh, Pirates One might be, man. I want to look up his filmography real quick. That's I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to argue. I don't. I can't fight it. Um, I don't have the the data to back it up. But whew. all right. So let's see here. A uh, bunch of shit in the '70s. I feel like I know that name for way more than Pirates of the I'm Caribbean. I'm into the '80s. Did he do Flash a lot of TV dance. stuff? Did Beverly Hills Cop? Yeah, already already lost. He did Top Gun. Yep, he lost. <laughs> I knew I knew that name for more than Pirates of the Caribbean. And Beverly Hills Cop 2. Yeah. And Days of Thunder. Yeah. And Bad Boys. And The Rock. Yeah. And Con Air. And Armageddon. And Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah. And Remember the Titans. Okay, so he's done a lot. What, what were you saying about the top 20 movies he's done? Pirates of the Caribbean's 20? <laughs> the one where Johnny Depp has bracelets and audio rings? That's, yeah. I don't know, man. I still think it's a fucking great movie. And I, I, would, I, and I would put it up against... Yeah. A lot of these movies. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that's his... I, this is the same motherfucker. He also did The Lone Ranger with Johnny Depp as Tonto. So, like... I feel like that was a studio push. He is deeply yeah. flawed here. That's very true. Yeah. He is both favored and deeply flawed. Is um, that where it all went south for Depp? Or was it way earlier than that? It was way earlier than that, right? I think it was earlier than that. Did, I, he, did he lose his mind after 21 Jump Street? I mean, it just he slowly go insane? Um, I don't know. Well, let's let's see if we can. If I'm trying to think of his... something great he did, other than I mean, I love What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah, I love that movie. Well, he got he got into all the 
fucking, stuff. We got into all the Tim Burton shit. That's true. And fuck Tim Burton. I didn't care for Edward Scissorhands. I really wasn't my I mean, thing. I don't... I just don't fucking like... Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. I... I... I enjoyed his Batman. Expressly can't stand I like the things Beetle that Juice. he does. Okay, yeah. There's... There's a little something there. Yeah. But, but like... But giving him full control, I think, is... It's like a Stephen King movie. Well, see, I think... Uh, Tim Burton is like... Tim Burton is the definition of like a suburban seventh grade goth kid. Sure. Like, yeah. you're sad, but you don't have anything to be sad about. You have money, but you think you're emo. If Robert Smith stuff. made movies, he would be Tim Burton. Right. Tim Burton is Hot Topic. Tim Burton is like, it's just, it's no yeah. substance, but people, but a certain group looks at it as yeah. if it's the deepest shit. It's just like. Do you know who MC Lars is? Yeah. Hot Topic is not punk rock. <laughs> Words to live by. Yeah, man. And what are we? We're punk rock, and we are not Hot Topic. <laughs> we just don't vibe with Tim Burton. Yeah. Like I'm, so when Johnny I think Depp, he's a great illustrator, and I think his ideas are really cool, but I think he needs someone to control it, shape it, yeah. you know what I'm saying, to give it a direction in a way. Yeah. Um, I mean, anyways. really, Johnny Depp was pretty constantly been in just really legit yeah shit like he didn't really have a big he's never won any awards though falling out oh I don't think he's ever won an Oscar has he oh I doubt he's won an Oscar yeah but I'm sure he's won some teen choice awards well (laughs) (laughs) not for nothing bro (laughs) but so's Will Ferrell we shit on him for 20 minutes earlier I guarantee he's got a few Nickelodeon surfboards. Yeah. What is the... In 2016... What, do you get Best Kiss? No, in 2016... What is this? He played Donald Trump in Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal, the movie. What is this? Is that something that happened in his mind? I don't know. Like, I, this is something that but it happened in 2016. Wow. It's 50 minutes long. Uh, it was made by the Funny or Die people. Oh, so it's just a sketch. Okay. It's 50 minutes. Yeah. I mean, that's not just a sketch. Yeah, that's true. That sounds like he had some input into it and wanted to drag yeah. it out. Yeah, it's got Patton Oswalt in it. Oh, shit. Henry Winkler. We've never heard of it, so it can't be that great. Yeah, it, it's just odd. that I, like, I feel like I would have heard of Johnny Depp as Donald Trump only I, a few years ago. Funny or Die is like one of those brands where you know the brand, but you're not really sure why. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Funny or Die, yeah. Like, what the fuck do they do? What they do that I like? I don't even know what Funny the fuck they did, did that I like. Bringing it, bringing it full circle. Funny or die did the Will Ferrell with the little kid. That's all I know. Landlord. That was their first thing, and that was it. And that was Adam McKay's daughter. Oh, man. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. when I think of funny or die, I think of that. But The little girl cussing. I can't I think can't. of anything else. I'm sure there's other shit that I've watched. But you know the logo. You know the, For sure. You know, you don't, you don't, I mean, it's one of those things. That, so For it's, sure. If you make the right look, that's all it takes. Wow. Yeah, I don't know, man. When did Johnny Depp lose his mind? Or was he just always out there and we just gave him free reign to... I mean, dude was on... Dude was in Tusk. That's true. And Yoga Hosers. That's true. That's good. The daughter's in there, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I think so, but it's also funny, in both of those movies, he is not credited as Johnny Depp. Oh, really? He plays Guy Lapointe, and in the credits, it says... 
Guy Lapointe as Guy Lapointe. Have like, you... he plays it as if he's really that person. Right. But I don't think, I don't know, this is like, I just didn't want my name attached to those. Might be a tax thing. Yeah, it's, it's very, <laughs> that's an odd, thing. again, it's like, again, this dude's been in a bunch of shitty movies, yeah. so it seems weird that, the, like, that's, that's the, the one, one with thing, your, I don't want my name on that one. Not only not yeah. your name with those, but, like, your daughter's the star right. of those movies. Right. I think that's the point, what the probably fuck, man? to put his daughter's name in front of his kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have an answer. He's just, uh, I've never... He's just always been the good-looking actor. I've never really taken him seriously as an actor, I don't think. Like um, I said, I, I enjoyed What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah. But, it, I don't know. I enjoyed probably DiCaprio more than I enjoyed him in that. Sure. I think that's I think that's incredibly fair. But, I mean, he's done... Let's see, if we look back on just... Let's say just recent memory. Let's say since 2000. Okay. Um, you've got... 20 years. So, 20 years. Fuck me. That's what I'm saying. Um, so, 1920 wasn't really anything. 2018, he did the Fantastic Beasts movie. Yawn. Um, but that's a big fucking movie. But like, they were successful, here really, I don't think. In, they made a lot of money. Yeah. The second one was not critically acclaimed, but the first one was critically acclaimed, okay. and the second one, and they made a bunch of money. Yeah. And it was expensive. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a starring vehicle, whether, that, whether it's good or not. But that's is, basically... <laughs> When I think of Johnny Depp, that's what I think of. A big, expensive movie that just basically makes its money back. Yeah. That's all I think of. Yeah. All CGI and then Depp on a green screen. He did Sherlock Gnomes, which I watch with my kids. It's fucking cute. It's Animated? a cute kids movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express that people yeah. really did like. I heard, yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, five goddamn Pirates of the Caribbean movies in oh, here. Oh, jeez, yeah. Um, both the Alice in Wonderland movies. Yeah. Um, Into the Woods. That movie was fucking dope. Uh, the Lone Ranger. Uh, he he cameoed in Twenty One Jump Street. He did Dark Shadows. And just for the record, I was referring to Twenty One Jump Street, the TV show. Right. Oh, right. I didn't want people to think I thought he lost his shit in like two thousand eight on the movie set of Twenty One Jump Street with Jonah Hill. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, he's he did that Sweeney Todd flick. Um, but does anything jump out to you like Public yeah. Enemies? We played John Dillinger. Yeah, but what do you mean that was a fucking good movie, man? Yeah, Finding Neverland. That movie ruled. I don't remember that one. But then again, that was two thousand four. Yeah. He played. Uh, he played J- uh, the guy that wrote Peter Pan. Oh, okay, so yeah, it was like sure. a movie about. The, yeah, and he was fucking great in that. And Secret Window. Those were both two thousand four. Those are both fucking dope. Secret Window was really cool. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah, I enjoyed that. From Hell. Yeah. yeah. That movie fucking ruled. Yeah. I actually have never liked Blow. I enjoyed Blow. That was a good movie. Um, so that takes us back to 2000. That's even got... Uh, what's his name in it? Um, when I think of Blow, I always go right to fucking... Um, what's his name in Mallrats staring at the... Willem? Yeah. Ethan Suplee? Yeah, I always think of him all the time. That's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, anyway, I mean, look. Is he a successful actor? Of course, obviously. I mean, the guy makes a lot of money, but he's broke as fuck. Is he? He is broke. Yeah. Have you not seen those specials? Like, he, he's one of those guys that had so much money coming in for so long that really has no idea. I don't think you know he has twenty houses. He doesn't know what money is. Right. His scarf budget. I shit you not. Was over like nine thousand a month. Fuck me. For scarves. 
Right. I mean, you got to maintain your look. You're not living in a real world. Yeah, when but you, you know, have a scarf budget. Again, you you gotta you gotta keep your role for the hot topic shoppers. It's true. You know. It's true. And a hot topic shopper's dream is a scarf budget. That's a good point. That's a good point. I, that's hard to that's hard to argue. Yep. Um, you were shocked earlier when I said twenty years ago for the year two thousand. Yeah, man, that fucking sucks. I'm not sure if you'd remember this. You may have been into wrestling at this point. That's right. I'm going to wrestling at the end here. Mm-hmm. 22 years ago, today, um, this week. So this would have been 98, which is definitely when I would have been into wrestling. But again, I was only a WCW guy. So Okay. Well, you still remember this. This was not the first Hell in a Cell match, but the Hell in a Cell match where The Undertaker threw Mankind off the top. Yes. Through the table. And his tooth came shooting out, fucking his nose. Yes. And then he came back to the ring and finished wrestling. 22 years ago. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hockey players do that shit every day. Broken in half. Hockey players do that shit every day. Doesn't matter. It, uh, is it true that The Undertaker retire? That's what they're saying, but would it surprise you if something happened? You know what I mean? I don't fucking know, man. It's I, wrestling. Uh, right. Um, You're kind of yeah. like how there's because comics, because wrestling. Because wrestling, yeah. You're right. Um, yeah, there's, so they've had like, um, what they call it, The Last Ride, like a docu-series on The Undertaker mm-hmm. on the wrestling WWE channel. If the past month, there's been a new one like every Sunday or whatever. And I guess the last one, I haven't watched them all yet, the last one aired last week and apparently at the end of it he said that his last match was is done blah 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 blah. however no one really fully <laughs> no one buys no it. one's ever really retired in wrestling because there's always so much money being thrown around especially now that they you know they might not yeah. be doing it right away but they're doing those saudi arabia trips where they're getting you know they brought back a couple guys from uh um retirement you know and they, they're getting 10 million bucks to wrestle one match how do, you, how do you say no to that? I mean, does it, it, it doesn't look good. The last match right, that like, looked was the Undertaker against Goldberg, and it looked like two 50, 60-year-old guys right. trying like, to figure it out. Say, how do your bodies allow you to right. do that? You can't. You can't. That's something you just can't jump back into without having done it for five, six, eight years. So, well, that's something I think about, like, say, like, The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Here's your perfect example. Like, this guy's still a legitimate wrestler. Yeah. He still wrestles a couple times a year, minimum. Yeah. Like, this motherfucker was, like, the biggest wrestler in the world 40 years ago. Almost 40, yeah. Like, when, when did he 30. start? Um, it had to be mid-80s, right? No, he was early 90s. Okay, so 30 years ago. Still yeah. 30 years yeah. ago. Maybe 89, the latest. Yeah. Yeah. 30 years ago. Like, how old, how old do you think that dude is? I think he's 57, 58. Like. His if, knees are probably all gone. He probably doesn't have any of his original fucking back muscles or joints. 55. Oh, but he. Well, he and looks, he began his career in 87. That's probably. But he probably wasn't on TV yet. But yeah, I know what you mean. But like. And especially. Until recently. And it's not that much better. But, you know, you didn't have health insurance back then you're just yeah. getting beat up and how you fix it was with drugs and booze <laughs> you know what i mean that's just how you repaired your body back then but at like 50 at 55 years old and goddamn six foot ten jesus christ 
Six foot ten, three hundred nine pounds, fifty five years old. Whoa! But I think that just goes to show you, in wrestling, you find the right gimmick. It's timeless. But again, just being able people to... really just want to see him walk to the ring to that music. But like being able to even keep your body in a place where you can sure even act like you're wrestling. Yeah. You know. Now, I mean, he's like, still, uh, that show, I mean, he still works out daily, and he's still in, I mean, for that, he's still in shape. Well, um, you have to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like you have to work way harder to be in shape, too, oh, because, sure. like, yeah. you know, when you're when you're 25, your body can really bounce back. Sure. You don't have to be in great shape right. to do shit. You know, it's like, when I was 25, I, I drank a case of beer five days a week. Right. And really never had any issues. Right. Now, I drink a 12-pack on a Saturday, and I want to die until Wednesday. Right. Yep. yep. Like, it's just different. I, much? And I extrapolate that by, like, throwing your huge frame around and getting human men thrown at you. Yep. And being 55 years old. Like, yep. 55 years old is, like... I think he's a good old Texas boy too. That's, Shit, that's part of it. Man. He's a Texas strong. Fucking Christ! But that's just what they do. I mean, um, up until like a few months ago, Hulk Hogan was still trying to convince people to let him wrestle one more time. He's got to be like pushing seventy, right? He's probably 64, like 65, 65 Sure. Like yeah, yeah. Well, I also think like you know, like you said. I mean, he there's was in, a lot of, but there's like a lot of money in that, right? Especially in the nineties, right? So don't didn't you make enough money? That's what blows like you know you think about like any other pro athlete. They retire, sure, and they're like, that's the thing. That like, usually the game retires them, and you know, right, scripts, right, scripts right. aren't going to retire you. Well, but that's you know the same thing with wrestling. That's the 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 biggest black mark, not the biggest. One of the biggest black marks in wrestling is that there's no retirement plan. There's no they don't they don't, they don't even have health insurance. You know they've tried to unionize and. They might now because there's more organizations popping up, but when it was just WWE, you're an independent contractor, but you're not allowed to work for anybody else. Not legal. They get away with it for years and years and years. You get hurt, it's on your dime. Just in the last 10 years, they started doing like drug rehabilitation for people, basically as a PR kind of thing, because so many people were dying from ODing and shit like that. Because <laughs> they were self-medicating. At 40 years old. Right. Um... Because there was no wellness policy or anything like that. Wow. And then, especially with his whole, like, DDP yoga, he started doing his mm -hmm. thing and bringing in wrestlers, like, rehabilitating him. And Jake the Snake and guys like that who were on crack. And people are suddenly seeing this. They're like, why the fuck aren't the people who made all the money off of them helping them? That kind of started then, like, oh, well, we're going to look bad if we don't help these people wow. with some drug issues. Um, which they say they do, but at the same time... Who knows? They still, you know, you get hurt, you don't keep getting paid, you Man. know? And the big thing with wrestling is you get hurt, you're told not to act like it because someone's going to take your spot. So it's, it's tough, it's tough, tough life, man. And doing that for 30 plus years, that's why I think he's in that thing. He can just never stop. You see, but that's like, I feel like when you're one of the guys that's that iconic, I feel like you should be able to stop because you've been, like a lot of those guys certainly didn't make enough money. Sure, to get it. but like when you see like a a Stone Cold, mm -hmm. uh, an Undertaker, mm -hmm. uh, Rock, a John Cena, 
um, guys that are like the biggest ticket guys for a very long time. Sting, right? You know, these are guys that are like they made millions. A lot of those guys didn't. Sure, you know. And I get being in it for the long haul, right? And then you know any of them that have any sort of talent, it seems like just become actors anyway, right? Well, shit, back in the heyday in the '90s and stuff, you may have had a contract with WCW or WWF or whatever, but unless you appeared on TV, you didn't make money that night. Wow, it was a, or it was a different type of pay. Maybe you yeah. made something, but you didn't make TV money. So there was that behind the scenes friendships and I'm um, with this guy because I know I'll get on TV if I'm, you know, or it was, yeah, it's fucking, it's rough, man. It's a shady, it's a shady life. It's got a hard life to live. I wouldn't want to do it, but God damn it. I love watching it. <laughs> well, and all this started with a Hulk Hogan pop over there. Oh, God damn. Anyways, that's all I got, man. Yeah. I think, uh, we'll, we'll call it a week and see you next time. Stay safe.